You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Eastern. Oh, these ear these earphones are gonna create a monster. I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth Mann. It feels this is our first second hundred episodes. <laughs> this is so exciting. Oh, we hope you guys enjoyed our one hundredth episode. It, we laughed our asses off listening to it, so just makes me tangle all over. Uh, it was good. It was fun to reminisce. Yeah, I, I am very happy that the the things I found as highlights and you know are best of you guys also agree. Oh yeah. Hopefully, the listeners out there also found those humorous. It made a good storyline. Yeah, yeah good. how you did it. So, yeah, I feel like I, I haven't talked about anything for. Ever. That oh was the God. problem. We did a big special episode and it kind of threw our normal scheduling a little sideways. So we're a little bit behind on things. Uh, we haven't kept our regular, you know, week to week sort of news. So we've got a lot to cover this one. So we're just going to do it the best we can. We may have missed some important things, but hey. Yeah. You gotta sacrifice, you gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet like that episode right. 100. You may not want our opinions on some of this stuff, but I still don't know what these guys' opinions are on certain things, <laughs> and I wanna know, so. It's happening. Oh my gosh. What are we starting with? Comics, there's something coming up. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store, where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. Happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> Free comic book day. Yeah, that's favorite it. holiday around these parts. I can't believe it's time again. Is this like the third time we've covered uh, free comic book yeah, day yeah, on the yeah, podcast? It is. it is. Yep. Another milestone. I remember because you leaned Let's over. Let's do a clip show you, of all our favorite free comic book yeah. day <laughs> moments. You put an insert clip where you leaned over and it's like, well, you guys want to see the last page of this comic? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, we, we all screamed like girls. Are we going to do that this time? <laughs> I didn't bring it oh, with me. Oh, great. It's all been downhill, so basically. Yeah. He's just going to tease us. Yep. Oh. So just like every year, uh, first Saturday in May, free comic book day worldwide, Comic stores all over will be giving away free comic books to anyone who just walks through the door. So if you are a fan of the kind of stuff we talk about, this should be right up your alley. Even if you're not a big comic book reader or a big collector, there's no reason to not get the kids in the car, bundle them up, and and go to your local comic book store and just check out what they have. Because that's what the day is for. It's free. Just just open the doors wide and show off a little corner of our nerdy world. There's no way that your kids will not enjoy that. You're constantly looking for something to do. That's Take right. Take your kids to this. They will love getting a free, colorful book with characters they enjoy. There, Trust me, there will be something there they recognize. Yeah, so uh hit a few of the highlights for this year. Like I said, there are always gold sponsors and silver sponsors. 
So if you go to freecomicbookday.com, you can check out all the comics available. Um, the first dozen are the gold sponsors that any store participating will have those, at least at the beginning of the day. And then there are a lot of others to choose from that not every store will carry, just depending on kind of the size of the store or some are more mature than others. And, you know, stores may not carry something that's not kid friendly. So uh, some of the big highlights to look out for this year, uh, DC, they're offering as uh, superhero girls. So we're getting a chapter from the latest graphic novel, a very kid friendly uh, female character story. Um, and they're also putting out DC Nation number zero that Wednesday which is the 25-cent comic. Uh, if you swing by Asylum, I'll be giving them away free on Saturday, so I can save you a quarter. So that'll oh. also be on the free table. I want one. So those swing are gonna, by. <laughs> those will be uh, three big stories coming up in the DC world. Uh, Batman and Catwoman are getting married on uh, this issue. Joker, Shut your mouth. Joker finds out about it, so we're going to learn how Joker reacts to learning Batman's about to get hitched. Uh... Uh, in the aftermath, is he secret in love? Is he secretly in love? With I hope so. Batman. <laughs> I hope it's like with a, Batman. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's a guy, you know, a lover scorn kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so, in the aftermath of Metal, we're getting a new Justice League story. Uh, no Justice. We're going to get a chapter out of that. See where the Justice League goes after this crazy Metal storyline. And we're also getting a short uh, Man of Steel story, uh, picking up. Uh, Bendis and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, the very classic DC artist, are kicking off this Man of Steel six-issue weekly miniseries. So, three important uh, new springboard into the future of DC. So, not to be outdone, Marvel is doing an Avengers and Captain America book. Uh, it's going to kick off your first look at uh, Jason Aaron, the writer, and Sarah Pacelli, artist, on the Avengers. And you get a peek at the Ta-Nehisi Coates and Lionel Yu version of Captain America. I'm interested. That is the gold version of Marvel. Uh, from their silver book is Amazing Spider-Man and Infinity Watch. So in the main story, you get the Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley are rebooting Amazing Spider-Man with a new number one. You'll get their first chapter. And then in the back, there's a basically a primer of all the cosmic stuff that has happened lately. So if you've seen the movie Infinity War... And are curious about what are all these gems and things. So this is it. Kind of lays out the last few years of continuity, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thanos and all these people and what's been going on. So you can get a nice little recap of all the stuff. And this might be up someone's alley here from Image Barrier. Have you heard of this book? Yes. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. It is, I believe, currently up at PanelSyndicate.com as the. Uh, you know, the digital version. Well, they're doing a five issue printed miniseries. And it'll, it's, there's no plans for a collected edition. It is only coming out as five single issues and then it'll just be digital from here on out. Um, it's all right. Of, pull it for me. <laughs> so you can get the, it's 53 pages first issue and the first one is free. This is right up with him collecting vinyl records. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That sounds right. So on free comic day you can get issue one and then the next four are coming out in a weekly succession from Image Comics. It's a kind of a sci-fi take on illegal immigration. So it's it's a kind of a timely political story, but with a very sci-fi bent to it. And then Michael gets your timely reference. <laughs> 
He's inking over there. He's multitasking. He, his name is Michael, and he likes to do drawings. <laughs> he's not the illustrious Michael K. Easton. He's the multitasking Michael K. Easton. All right, so I still love you guys, even though I hate you every other day. I'm complimenting you. Yeah, I'm glad like, you're able at, to get. We're we're marveling at your uh, sketching going on over there. Someone's marveling, but I don't think it's you. <laughs> Get my marveling reverence. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so along with all that, we're going to get some other great books like Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, Adventure Time, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Overwatch, Disney Princesses, Doctor Who, Invader Zim, Legend of Korra, Nightmare Before Christmas, Pokemon, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Tick, Transformers, Star Wars Adventures, and yes, Kapow fans, even a Riverdale issue. Ooh. That was one of the first ones I read out of the box, and it is wild. <laughs> it's a pop solo story, exactly oh, what I always yeah, wanted. Is his mom in it? It's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a wild issue. If she's still alive. She'd be. Can anybody do Johnny Carson? Because that would be perfect right there. Uh-huh. Well, it's a wild, wild show. Uh-huh. Whatever. Wow. <laughs> Johnny Carson. <laughs> he's the guy all of them. <laughs> I don't love you guys anymore. (laughs) No, that's a Carsonism as well. Yes, make it talking. Yeah, go on. (laughs) All right, so yeah, um, wherever if you're local, hit Asylum Comics, two twelve Third Street. We'll be there from eleven a.m. all day through seven o'clock. Got some fun things planned. Store wide sale. If you're not local, there's Comic Shop Locator Service or FreeComicBookDay.com. You can find a shop in your area that is participating. So. Please get involved and go to the asylum if you're in the Mid Ohio Valley. <laughs> Nowhere else. That sounds like if you're not trials here. Man. Just come here. That's, That's the best. That was serious. And the 2018 Eisner nominations just dropped either today or yesterday. Or Ooh, I didn't even hear you go. Depending on come to get my news. Go on. Depending on when this uh, comes out. I see Ed got nominated for colorist. Ed. Ed. <laughs> Good old Ed. Ed. You gotta pronounce his last name. Piscor? Sure. Uh, okay, I, no, you pronounce it. I don't it. know, I'm asking you. I <laughs> What's don't his know. color? He's the one that did uh, X-Men Grand Design. He penciled it, he inked it, he colored it, he lettered it. Man, he's a regular Chris Easton. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking to Columbus tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't get enough praise in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's really about who you know. It's a, it's a popularity contest. So yeah, there are a ton of categories. It's like the Oscars. There's a whole bunch of categories, and it usually skews like the Oscars to the more indie side of things. It's not the big blockbuster, crowd pleasing superhero books. It's more indie. But there's a few uh, things you might be familiar with. So uh, best writer nominations: Tom King, who's writing Batman right now; Matt Kent. Uh, Jeff Lemire, Marjorie Liu for Monstrous at Image, or Mark Russell for The Flintstones at DC. So that was a pretty clean book. For some, I liked it. Somehow. Uh, I didn't read every issue, but I did like the issues that I read. I have the Booster Gold issue. Mm, I missed that one. Mm. I think that's what put him over the top with the yeah, oh, man. I, would, I really would like to have read that one. <laughs> did you? I, I bet that, I mean, that's, that's probably in trade. I, I, I'm curious. It is at Asylum Comics. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I never there you it. go. 
<laughs> is it free on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, it's a quarter. <laughs> uh, best penciler slash anchor or team penciler and anchor, uh, Isabel Arsenault. Mm-hmm. Lewis Undercover, I've never heard of. Uh, Mitch Gerards from Mr. Miracle. Uh, Jer- Gary Gianni, Hellboy Into the Silent Sea. Ramon Perez, book Jane from Archaea Comics. Or David Rubin, uh, Black Hammer from Dark Horse. Uh, best Continuing Series, Black Hammer from Dark Horse. Giant Days from Boom. Hawkeye from Marvel. Monstrous from Image. Or The Wicked and the Divine from Image. And Best Limited Series, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, Marvel. Extremity from Image, The Flintstones from DC, Mr. Miracle from DC, or X-Men Grand Design from Marvel. So those will all be announced at San Diego Comic Con this year. Mm-hmm. Voted on by industry professionals. So that's kind of the Oscars of the comic book world. Hmm. Cool. And uh, well, there's a big movie opened up very recently, Age What's of Ultron. That? Oh yeah, not Age of Ultron. <laughs> what year wow. are you in? I am. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I loved when Ultron put the glove on, <laughs> and he was like, "Beep boop boop, I will get you." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so, <laughs> let's just save yourself. If we edited this podcast at all, I would ask you to edit that out. Yeah. Let's just good thing on. we don't. <laughs> Go on. A lesser podcast would just cut that out and yeah, not make yeah. me sound like an idiot. The way the way you get him to edit it now, really bury yourself and say something really <laughs> embarrassing, and then he still won't edit it. It'll be great. Cliff's social security number is seven four seven. Oh, you mean like the uh, last podcast that I finally got around to editing, and I'm really glad that I set. And listen to it because there was a good chunk that needed cut out. <laughs> and if it had not been cut out, someone would have been upset. No one will ever know. But yeah, yes, uh, eight not each Voltron Infinity War, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Yes, never heard of it. Big movie, big blockbuster. And that guy with that Thanos, right? So the guy who created Thanos. As many times these movies come out, we get some behind-the-scenes dirt. So there's been uh, there's a very long article on Vulture.com about Jim Starlin, longtime writer of Marvel, created Thanos, Drax, Gamora, the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Gems, the whole concept of the Infinity Gems slash Stones. Um, and it was basically like, Jim Starlin hates Marvel, and Marvel's terrible to Jim Starlin, and it's if you've been around Marvel for a while, you know that already. He's he's had a history of just sort of quitting Marvel and and bad mouthing them, and then coming back later to write more stories. So I guess the idea is he has been doing these uh, hardcover graphic novel standalone graphic novels um, about Thanos and kind of were kind of his history and kind of going into the future with him. Well, they launched a Thanos. Solo series and gave it to the writer Donnie Cates, who was kind of the hot young writer right now. And Jim Starlin petitioned to write that because this is his his baby. He has steered this character, you know, since you know it was created, and felt a little bit slighted by Marvel apparently. But the real thing is this: this storyline they just ended it with the story Thanos wins, which I can recommend was a great story. It comes out in trade I think in July. It collects the last few issues of the run. 
And it's basically millions of years in the future after Thanos has destroyed everything. And it was just such a good story. And it turns out that's very close to how Starlin had kind of pictured his graphic novel's ending Uh in the same sort of vein. And Marvel apparently knew that, knew where he was heading, and let Donny Cates do his version anyway. So what little I know about the comic world, editors don't always talk to each other. It's hard to throw blame on who who was where and stuff, but I just wanted to point that out. It's been kind of in the buzz right now. Like, anytime a movie comes out, when Superman comes out, they talk about Siegel and Schuster and how they all got shafted. We always talk about Jack Kirby and his legacy. So any of these movies that come out, we're all hyped for. There's always some level of negativity that we have to kind of get over and say, well, this is still a business and (laughs) there are still real people in it with egos and uh, corporations who have to, you know, do corporate-y things. So... A sad state of affairs in our fan world, but there you go. That's why you should always work on creator-owned stuff. That was my entire point of this. Thanks for bringing that <laughs> That's Way why I'm <laughs> right now eking the Impossible Family, page 14 from SoPro Christy, Comics. ChristyEaston.com. Awesome. <laughs> hey, her name is in mine. <laughs> All right, my last little note for comic book section... We had a pretty big issue come out, and I think everyone in this room has a copy. Captain America 700. <laughs> uh, oh, is that no not what you're cares. talking no. about? <laughs> Three, add 300 of that, son, for oh, Superman. Dang, action, action Comics number 1000, the longest running superhero story, the first superhero Superman. We hit issue 1000 on the 80th anniversary, and most people have almost finished the book. It's very long. It's 80 pages. So I opened it and a pair of red undies hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel super? Yeah. It's pretty good. Red, red undies have a tendency to do that. Yeah. I think I'm wearing some right now. <laughs> I was impressed by it. I really... Again, I, I'm not a huge Superman fan. My collection doesn't have a ton of Superman books in it, but I felt like I needed that you know, as a milestone issue. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. What amazes me, and let me see if I could, uh, George Lopez Garcia. Close that can't be right. Yeah, I know. Please say his name. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. <laughs> Maria yeah. Conchito Alonso. I knew. I would, it's one of my favorite DC artists for superpowers. And, what? I, I would ask you to edit that out, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, whatever, solid gold. Go on. <laughs> it doesn't Jose. say his name again. Just go on. Jose. We know who you're talking about. Jorge. I don't just know, say just JLGL. JLGL. Anyway, he had a spot in there. It was a Mitzelplik story. Mm-hmm. Paul Dini is the writer. And I don't know how old he is, but he has got to be up there. And he's still cranking out stuff. It's freaking amazing. It may have been the best looking story in the yeah, book. It was. And I, I just saw he was doing something for the Batman anniversary that's coming up. Yeah. What is the anniversary, Lloyd? How many years or issues or what is the Batman uh, anniversary? Batman. Uh, it'll be. It'll probably be next year when it comes out. So it'll be Batman's 80th as well. Mm. He was just a year mm-hmm. after Superman. Oh yeah. There's maybe a dozen more issues of Detective to get through before we hit that point. Besides that story, I know I'm just walking all over you, Jordan. 
Um, no, I want everybody's opinion. Yeah, yeah, this is a good, good book. I did like the story also with Lex Luthor and talking about the fifth season and him being in a planetarium. Like that was a nice, touching story. Like, Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque did that one. I liked the way it was drawn. Like I, I really enjoyed that one. Cut to the chase. What was the Bendis story? Uh, the Bendis story. That's what we had all been waiting on. Uh, oh, that, there was a Bendis story in there. That's what Last ended one. the book. Uh, I guess I didn't get that far. Well, I'm going to spoil it because it was a big moment. People are talking about it. Larry wants to know. Mm-hmm. It was called The Truth. So this story introduced the new villain, Rogel Zar. R-O-G-O-L-Z-A-A-R. He's kind of a big doomsday-looking guy. Throws Superman around like a rag doll. And on the last page, says, I destroyed Krypton. Yeah. So it's like, that- he <laughs> I don't remember that panel. <laughs> That's what I read. <laughs> so Bendis comes in already a little bit controversial. You know, people love him or hate him, and he's gonna take a big swing at this. And That's the greatest least, retcon of all time. At least hint at a giant change to continuity. So. What is the supposed story then? What's the reason? They it's the Krypton's outlawed space travel, so their science didn't progress, so they turned internally into their planet to, like, for the resources. Krypton. Yeah, Krypton. Because um, they used to do, like, all this space exploring, like, looking for additional resources. So basically, they blew themselves up because <laughs> they... Sorry, this? I was thinking of something. Okay. Go on. Basically, they blew themselves up because... They thought by going out into space, it was tainting their bloodline. So that's what caused the destruction of... Oh, yeah. Incorrect. It was Rogel <laughs> Czar. All right, you Bendis lover. It has lover. been changed. <laughs> All I... of the years you've put into learning that are... But again, it depends on which continuity yeah. you go with. Because there's one where Brainiac did it. There's a version where mm-hmm. the sun did it. I we mean, accept all comers. What is the version in the uh, new Krypton series? The sci-fi? I don't, I don't know. Yet. You haven't no, watched it yet. It okay. still hasn't blown up yet. Ah, uh, okay. They're kind of okay. on okay. there. That might be <laughs> the sequel. That would kind of defeat the purpose of the television series. Still well, blown up yet. And the series takes place with Superman's grandfather. Oh, okay. Okay. And Adam Strange. Yeah. Okay. Never so mind. I, you know, I, I these stories were all really solid, and Bendis's was just kind of okay, which worries me because mm. he is now the driving force mm-hmm. for yeah. all the Superman appearances in DC. So I don't know. I, I you know, I, I'm not going to judge his entire run on you know eight pages of story. But well, it seemed to it felt like to me everybody else was writing epic one shots. Yeah, and he is having to start a story, yeah. so. I gave him a little bit of... It's like a pilot of a TV show. Yeah. It's never going to be the best He didn't episode. get to have a yeah. sweet ending. No, I thought the uh, the first story was actually pretty cool. Just That's it, all he's got. That's as far as he's got. He's like, oh, <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> the first story was great. No, how they, uh, they showed all the different versions of Superman throughout the years and, and you know, different powers he had and... That wasn't the first story. That's the second story. Oh, that was... Oh, man, you read further see? than you thought. Yeah, the first story was Dan Jurgens. Like, his was the other iconic Superman 
artist for a really oh, long okay. time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had created yeah. a booster. booster. Yep. So yeah, Speaking everyone, of booster everyone gold. got a big moment. That was just, yeah, that was cool. Jordan spoiled a uh, new arc in Batman for me the other day. Could you share that with us? Uh, I again, it's just, just a first, quick. It's just the first issue, so I don't know how deep this is going to go. But yeah, let's just spoil it. Yeah, uh, as a as a wedding present to Batman. Okay. He he decides. Here's a great idea. You know how Superman got to live that life with the Black Mercy in that famous Alan Moore story. He got to live his life on Krypton and see what his life would be like. For the man who has everything. Right. And he would retain that memory. So Superman, even though it's sad, he got a, a chance to see what his future would be like. So Booster goes, why don't we do that for Batman? So Booster apparently goes back in time and saves the Waynes. With the intention of later, well, I'll just go back and... Murder them. I won't murder them, but we'll just let... Fake we'll let it happen. Yeah. yeah. So Batman has lived his entire life as a spoiled rich kid. Gotham has gone to hell... Uh, Dick Grayson is Batman with a bandolier of bullets across his chest and, and like weapons and shotguns and grenades. And, uh, Booster pops in on Bruce Wayne and is like, hey, look, guess what I did for you? Happy wedding. <laughs> Muzzle top. <laughs> and he's like, well, let's go back and fix it now. We'll make you a brooding, you know, vigilante with dead parents. And Bruce is like, I don't think I want to be that. And he smashes Skeets and says, we're not changing history. So. Good job, Booster Gold. <laughs> what was that in? Batman, the regular yeah. Batman series. And what happened next? Uh, with the next issue hadn't come out yet. Wow. You gotta go to <laughs> Asylum and find <laughs> out. Stay Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. That's very interesting. I, I, the only part that sounds, this is what's wrong, is the only part that sounds implausible is that Robin was the, you know he became like the other, yeah, but he didn't. Booster didn't save his parents, so his right. parents would have oh, still yeah. died. I have a very big problem with that storyline, just based on what went on in the Superman books leading up to a thousand. Because Booster's like telling Clark, "You can't change history. You can't save Krypton. You can't change, save your parents." Well, he likes Bruce better. Yeah, whatever. Booster was just that was a line. Because Supers was always coming to him and say, come on, I messed up with Lois. <laughs> I was late again. <sighs> okay. What, any, what else? Any other comics? I think that's it. Let's just skip anything else and move on to TV. Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run. Very run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what does this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights to violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Westworld's back, guys. Indeed. <laughs> Anybody oh, okay. watch it besides... Oh, like I need to mention that. Us? No? No. As we're recording this, one episode has aired. Yeah. Uh, what's everybody's history on Westworld? Did, uh, Michael watched the entire first season. Yes. And have you seen this season at all? Not yet. Okay. I have watched every episode. Cliff has watched every, every episode. Ep- yeah. Jordan, 
I, for I once know. and for all, I want the full detail. I think I've seen two or three episodes of season okay. one. All right. You have Has HBO been? now, right? No. Oh, okay. I thought that came with your new No, thing. I signed up for the other one. Yeah. Oh, I okay. got free HBO. What? A, what? <laughs> What he signed dick. up for stars. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he signed up for stars to watch uh, Evil Dead, and then it got canceled. No, no, no I did. I oh, signed you up did. For, okay. I got stars just for Evil. What'd Dead. What'd you get? I ended up with Showtime. Oh my god! Terrible. I've not watched anything what on it. Is a in matter a month. with you. But you also got Netflix. But that gave me Netflix for a year, and ah. also locked the price for two years. That was so. part of the. That yeah. was the only one yeah. that had Netflix. Okay. However, because good because you were having to pay. Just think all the money you were shelling out for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> what a great move! <laughs> you can't get anything past this guy. He knows how to keep things alive. Speaking so, of, when I, when I signed up, that was the one. There wasn't really an option. That was just what I was getting. I understand. They waited the. For Michael to come around and get the big deal. Yeah, he used the fake email and got a better deal. Mm-hmm. That and what, it's funny you mentioned that. Because <laughs> they misspelled my name and my you phone number. You your name. And I think that's why I got listed as a new customer. I was like, score! It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not changing anything. Mm-hmm. However, I do have a complaint. Okay. Is they spelled it Michael Rogelzar Ethan. <laughs> I know, it's a horrible. Yeah. Grandpa L... <laughs> the I I think this is done deliberately, but the TiVo using Netflix through it sucks. Like my Roku Roku does Netflix ten times faster, and you can't tell me that box that is like six times the size of the Roku can't handle it as well. So you still have to use the Roku to watch Netflix. Well, Maybe anywhere else in the house, but out just here balls? I just does it like yeah, yeah. It, it slows it down. Do you have that problem? Not that I've noticed. I've used my PS3 I'm not for 10 spoiled years. by technology. I'm still like, wow, I can watch Netflix on my television? <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Oh, my awesome. gosh. I was busy killing time holding lighters in front of Jared's face. Yeah. Okay. Let's not till the next episode. Oh, sorry, next episode. You're um, in the future. So what's the plan this year? Last I don't year, know. Last year we went... We... I mean, we, we all really we, worked real we hard, so much we, effort into that. We really did. This was, like Michael and I bare our souls deep. every week. Well, for a stretch, Westworld kind of defined this podcast. Yeah. Then we found Riverdale. Kept us afloat there for a bit. That's the problem, right? Right. But now, is there Riverdale. enough this season to do that? Yeah, but is there enough time? Like we talked mm. Riverdale so much. You know, we're getting ready to do a whole episode after this that's going to be Riverdale. Yeah. And it's like, when are we going to talk about Westworld? Which we've missed four episodes of Riverdale. We'll have the same problem with Westworld. Right. We'll be talking right. about things that are... I would say this. When Riverdale is done, after another few episodes, maybe we'll have a little time to catch up on that's Westworld. That's true. I think that's where we're at. Uh, there's definitely stuff going on. The new season, I'm very happy with. Were you? Um yeah, I, yeah. I've, I have a lot to say about it. I mean, it, it picks up immediately. There's yeah. no in-between. Yeah, well, there is a little well, in-between. Yeah, I mean, I mean... Is there just one episode mm, else before? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I have a lot to say about it, but it may be a more, hey, let's talk about three episodes of Westworld. Okay. And we don't have to talk about every little detail. You, you had a little moment in your living room when uh, when Ed reaches put down and black puts hat that on. black hat on, didn't Boom. you? You had a little moment. I did. It was good. Is it is I'm real happy with it. Happy okay. excited to see where it goes. 
I, I think I can make you happy with it. You don't look happy with it. I, it's okay. Yeah. There's it's, a lot of little details in there that. Which, matter. you know, I'm fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. I just, I don't get as, get as excited about it as The first other season do. was amazing. I, it, it's all gravy from here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm curious to, I think they've got a plan and I don't know it. Yeah. You know, I, I, yet. I'm, I'm excited to try to, I, I'm staying off of the message boards. Mm-hmm. I haven't went on Reddit since it came out. I don't want to know a lot because I was hiding from Infinity War, but I, I'm just like, I don't want to know. I want to watch it at its own pace and, you know, figure it out myself. We'll see. Anyway, at some point we will talk about Westworld, but for right yeah. now we're not just going to do a Westworld episode. I know, uh, we had quite a few Jessies that didn't watch it immediately and and listen to us or they skipped a few of our episodes where we talked about it and watched it later on and then went back and did we will talk listen. about it at some point but so, it may be a little bit some of those people are going to be upset to find out that it does not take place underwater. i will say this all, all <laughs> it'll take one jesse out there to complain and then we will do a strictly Westworld out there. Otherwise, <laughs> you're just going to wait. That's how much power you have out there. Yeah. As a singular Jesse. Okay, what else, TV? There's a million other things. I have a question for Cliff. What? Flash. No. It's not a question. I vote against that. <laughs> it's not a question. Do not flash, Cliff. <laughs> Elongated man. Oh, don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> What about him? Are you caught up on Flash? No, not at all. The Do you want me to spoil it? You can. I'm fine with that. The only me thing too. I finished was Legends. That is my show. I want to, we're going to talk about that in a okay. minute. But go ahead. Yeah, how deep do we want to get into these CW shows because I have I've been taking like one sentence notes on we've missed 8 episodes of Legends, 6 episodes of Flash, 8 episodes of Black Lightning. I'm behind on Black Lightning. The only two I'm caught up on Supergirl and Flash, and I Arrow has just completely fallen off my radar. <laughs> so don't give me any grief about being high behind on Westworld because I'm <laughs> everything else. That DVR is smoking when I get home. I've been using it so much. I I'm a little heartbroken. I don't want to like ruin it for you. It's okay. Well, let's just dive in where we left off. Uh, Devoe was collecting all the metas from the bus. Putting them to mm-hmm. use and putting, you know, taking their powers for his own. So the last, the first episode we had missed, the fiddler we got. She was, was a, hot. A sassy country western fiddler <laughs> lady. She was accent, sassy. She was sassy, but her accent was terrible. It was the worst oh, yeah. southern was accent. Bad. She's um, probably British too. The episode after that was uh, Flash Time. Well, I thought it was maybe the best episode they've done where the bomb goes off. Yes. And Barry has to go yes. into, like, Super speed and can't but slow down, or the bomb's gonna go off. Again, I, I'm getting a little perturbed of them just creating powers to push the storyline. Like all of a sudden, he can hold on to someone and they're moving as fast as he yeah, is. He just kind of yeah, yeah. He just kind of like shakes them. You're vibrating their brain. It's like hypersonic <laughs> yeah, speed. Can't be healthy. But yeah. I thought that was a, a cool episode, and it introduced Hyrax. Uh, the character Veronica Dale, which is uh, in the comics, she's the founder of Eden Core, 
which is the eco-terrorists and the lady who strapped Ollie Queen to a bomb and blew him up back in the 90s, if you remember that famous story. Oh, yeah. So that that's kind of a very yeah. uh, low down on the list DC villain yeah. but had one big shining moment. Uh, and there's an episode where Iris got super speed. Cliff, stop us whenever we hit where you have have not seen. Iris got her super speed. I hated that episode. And then, but it basically was just to get her back to doing journalism because yeah. she had not been a journalist for. And she hasn't been a journalist since. Yeah, so they had to kind of give her a reason to go back to the newspaper. Um, and then we found out Devoe was drugging his wife. That was actually, I the uh, actress that plays his wife. Mm. She's a damn good actress. Yeah. So we learn. She's maybe not as in on it as we think, and anytime she starts having doubts or questioning him, he's been like erasing her mind and messing with her, proving he is more evil. If there's any sympathy you had for her, you shouldn't. And that was the episode that Kevin Smith directed, and we got cameos from Jane Silent Bob as security guards <laughs> moving priceless vases <laughs> around. That was great. Again, I that's so dumb, uh, but I liked it. I, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, the episode after that, uh, we found the folded man, who was the last meta they hadn't found from the bus. And which that's another deep character pull. Yeah, I I had no clue who that was. And they have to argue. Ralph and Barry argue about whether they should kill Devoe or not. And Devoe cures Killer Frost and takes her powers away, leaving Caitlin uh, just by powerless. touching her and going melt. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll stop there with what happens. Mm. I so badly wanted to talk about it. <sighs> we'll get back to it. Legends. Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Let, oh, well, I really want to say... wrap up our Legends coverage. Yeah. And then, yeah. We've, talked to, we've covered most of the episodes through the season, yeah, I the think. the season is over. Yeah, season's over. Um, all I really wanted to say was... <sighs> As I'm watching the episodes as in real time through throughout the last few months, there's a lot of little things that I was just like, okay, I just thought they were little nothings in the episodes. Like, oh, that was an okay episode. That was all right. And in the finale, the way they bring everything around and back to the spectacular finish, I loved it. My favorite line, though, was when... Um, Citizen Steel or Steel and uh, Amari are doing the like peyote or whatever it is they're doing. They're they're going on that, their vision quest. It's that root Mama Rose chews on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that root that Nana Rose? Tarek. Tarek root. Um, but when he they're in the vision and Steel. Kind of comes to, and he's standing in this in the middle of the circle of the original totem bearers as he's seeing how they originally stopped the the demon they're fighting, and he he wakes up and he and they're they're shooting colors out from their totems from their chests um, into the circle, and he goes, "They got him with the care bear stare." Owned me. I was like, I, I think I immediately messaged you, and I was like, this is the best line ever. <laughs> As he's high on drugs, they got him with the Care Bear stare. Because that's what it looked like. That's what it looked visually. like. I thought that was brilliant. 
Um, and then the at the very end, spoilers. If you haven't seen it already, well, let's let me get there. I wrote okay, this go ahead, down. Go ahead. I don't want to waste all this time. All right, my go ahead. We had we had the Groundhog Day episode where the ship I kept, saw that, that was the a ship good kept episode. blowing yeah. up, and my uh, what's your name Zari Zari had to keep going through, it, and we learned that Mick is writing a sci-fi romance novel. <laughs> that was important, and Rip recruited Wally. Uh, he, yeah. He showed, so, uh, which was, I thought was Kid Flash was going to join the team. That was a good thing for him to take him off Flash and put him with the new team. So the next episode, we had to get Blackbeard's treasure and collect all six totems. Uh, we got Wally to join by doing some careless whisper karaoke. <laughs> Very good scene with Rip and Wally singing <laughs> careless whisper. Um, and we also got. <laughs> Fighting pirates, we get Mick yelling, "Hey, you guys!" <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was it was worth the whole silliness to get that scene. Uh, next episode, we have the we're in we're in uh, Germany at the Berlin Wall, trying to look, find Cold Fusion mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, and Rip, they had to put the totem back together with Cold Fusion. Right, that's yeah. a sci-fi reason. Yeah, um, and we learned that Rip deleted some secret. About Ava, the head of the Time Bureau. So that was mm-hmm. the first glimpse we got that something's up with her. Uh, and then we got the Memphis episode with Elvis. Which was... And the Death Totem. Elvis is the possessor of the Death Totem. Is that and one killed him? No. It's, well... What, what was the... Oh, because he could see his, his twin. Brother. Right. Yeah, his deceased twin yeah. was helping him. Yeah, weird. Weird. And I, they, I like how they cheaped out and didn't play any actual Elvis music. They mm-hmm. just did Amazing Grace because it was it public domain. Too much money. Yeah. Uh, and then we get into kind of we ramp up to the finale. Sarah got possessed with the Death Totem, which brings Constantine back. And after she gets herself safe, she breaks up with Ava to protect her because she thinks she is, you know, nothing Ava's but death good. and nothing but you know right. she will destroy everything in her path. Next episode, we learn Ava is a clone. Uh, Vixen's granddaughter gets killed by Mollus and takes the water totem. So that brings in Damien Dark in the next episode. And we get a cold open where they have to go save Barack Obama. Yeah. And Gorilla Grodd says the line, make America Grodd again. Yep. And as Barack is running to escape a telepathic gorilla, we got a run, Barry, run. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm telling you, this is the best show of the this DC show. Shows. You get the vibe of this show yeah. of how, what it's exactly what it's trying to do. So much fun. And the thing that made the most news I saw on uh, websites and headlines: uh, John Noble, the voice actor doing the voice of Mollus on the show, is the guy from Lord of the Rings. They go to uh, who is it? Uh, Adam goes to the set of Lord of the Rings. Yes. To meet the act, the actual actor John Noble to get him to do <laughs> Mollus's voice, I guess, because they're like, hey, it sounds kind of like that guy from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, weird. And yeah, then was our big finale. We did the Care Bear Stare, and he also mentioned Voltron. He brought up yep. Voltron. Nice. And they go to the Wild West, meet Jonah Hex. Which again. are always some of my favorite Legends episodes. When they get in with Jonah Hex, they're always good. It didn't really add up to much. They brought Jax back for no, no reason, reason. No reason I could decipher. And then we had a fun ending, a surprise, uh, kind of a <laughs> uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow yeah. Man sort of uh, ending there. So 
So yeah. as they all use, each of our heroes has a totem now that they're using to defeat the demon, and they finally figure out how to do it correctly. As not individuals, but they have to use the Care Bear Stare, and they create a giant Bebo, who has been a running joke through the whole season as this little Tickle Me Elmo type character, a toy, and uh, with the like Bebo loves you kind of like right. <laughs> so they make a giant Bebo to fight the demon, and it is an epic battle. <laughs> With all the pirates and Romans, that, like we bring back all the, you know, a lot of the villains we've had right. on these previous episodes. So, yeah, tie things together pretty nicely for as silly as it was, and we get Vixen sent back to 1942 to kind of set the, the timeline back correctly, yeah. and we end with Constantine showing up, teasing it. There are more supernatural threats out there, so that looks to be next season's focus right. will be more of a supernatural kind of. Version. So, if you weren't paying attention. DC's mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow just did the Infinity Stones. That's true. That's what happened. And how many seasons? Two. One. Two, one or two? One. Only took one. Yeah, we had the totems. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll leave you with that. <laughs> Uh, we can probably put off the other CW shows. Okay. For a while. Hold on. What? I just want to talk quickly about Supergirl. Oh, oh yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, yeah because when Legends ended, Supergirl we were afraid you were going to say Arrow. I it completely has fallen off my radar. I'm oh, so even far you. behind. I've got like I want to watch it, right. but now too much time in the day. On, on a side note, that's what I said to Jordan the other day. Maybe it was even this day. It Could was okay. I was like, "There's too much pop culture to <laughs> digest now. Too much good stuff. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. But anyway, well, it, I'm sure you want to talk out. about the piping on my Monel's costume, dude. Like, <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> Monel got a new costume, everybody. Like, I didn't expect to like be excited by it, but I was. But you've been talking about this co- since the minute yeah. Monel showed up. Like, when's he going to put on the costume? I and was pissed forever, and it, like he. He came out, and I was like, damn, he looks good in that suit. You had, you had your little moment, like in- Seth had with Westworld. I did, mm. I did. In- Although... A- man crush. <laughs> version 2.0. No, no, because he needs to save, shave that crap off his face. He looks like, <laughs> like a... Like Earl Schwann's man. He looks like a... <laughs> he looks like a boy trying to that play a man. look at it anyway. <laughs> uh, but the suit looked great. However, that's why that's why they put him in the red suit. I, Schwann's I, colors. I did not buy the Schwann L. There you go. There it is. That's it. Oh. I wrote it down. Oh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> there's your next email. Free <laughs> shift time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, bottom line, I, I did not buy Schwanel's um, Kryptonian cape magic that was completely lifted off of the canceled NBC show, The Cape. Cape yeah. magic. What did yes. his cape do? He he taught Kara how to because his cape is fashioned after her cape. Okay. And you can whip it around to where it would 
contract and restrict around like someone you're fighting so you can use it as an offensive weapon as well as a defensive weapon to like try to he's like trying to train her to go up against rain it was a way to show his kind of evolution where when he first showed up he showed up hungover and didn't yeah. take yeah. her training seriously and now he has grown mm. up and lived a lot of years and is now trying to train Kara, so he's a different kind of person. Which, and let's see if I'm the only one that figured this out. The guy, the actor that is playing John Jones's father, mm-hmm. did you recognize his voice? No. He is the voice of Martian Manhunter off the original Justice League cartoon. Oh. Now that you say that, I can hear it. He is very distinguished yeah. sounding. Hmm. I cut like I just noticed it the other night, and I was like, "Did just, you look it up?" Yeah, I, oh, I looked okay. it up because I was like telling Christy, "It's like, man, that voice—it's very—I know it from," and it just clicked. And I looked it up to make sure I was correct, but that's yeah, cool. so that's a nice. And it, of course, with Monel's episode, they go into the Martian version of Alzheimer's and dementia and that kind of stuff. So that was a little weird, but whatever. Hmm. Thought Care Bear stare was ridiculous. <laughs> Martian Alzheimer's. You know what's really ridiculous? I watched Big Bang Theory last week. Uh-huh. What's wrong with you? Okay. Just long enough to trash it. <laughs> and I had Neil Gaiman as a guest star. I'm like, yeah. I love Neil Gaiman so much. I'm going to watch Big Bang Theory. And it came out uh, the Wednesday Action Comics 1000 came out. That show premiered on Thursday. And the comic shop had a big poster for Action 1000, and Sheldon was, did you hold me my copy of Action? So they Mm -hmm. timed it very nicely. But the plot apparently was Neil Gaiman tweeted about their local comic book shop, and so a ton of people started going there, and they were all flustered because there's never that many people at the comic (laughs) book shop. But he, uh, it's just this reality where they were all standing around talking about like an adamantium beat vibranium, and Neil Gaiman pipes in from the crossroads like, don't forget about Uru Metal and the, the Mighty Milner. They're like, yeah, whatever, shut up. And they kind of like nerd shame him. It's like, you're not in our little clique, but they weren't paying attention to who said it. And then Neil went home and tweeted about what a great comic shop this is in town. You should all go visit it. So uh, that's how I would treat Neil Gaiman if he showed up. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be your secret shopper. I'm going to expose myself. I have watched a lot of the Big Bang Theory. Like, I don't hate it like yeah. everybody else. Uh, it seems to be like a easy thing to hate, and I just—it is such a brainless show to yeah, just watch. And sitcom. Kaylee Coco or whatever her name mm-hmm. is is hot, and and there's comics on there sometimes, and it's whatever. I do I have to identify with Stuart, the yeah. comic shop owner? I, I love him, and I, he had a good line that episode because the store was finally becoming successful. He's like, guys, I ran out of register tape. I didn't know that I could do that. <laughs> like, I thought right. of you when I like, said credit that. From one I've been, been open joke. 10 years and yeah. still on that one right. roll. Yeah, it's whatever. I don't think it deserves all the hate it gets. But, I, but it anyway. gets cool guest stars like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At yeah. one point, there were a couple episodes that had Bob Newhart on it. Yeah. 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 And, and Mr. Science something. I don't yeah. know what the hell it yeah. is. But yeah, he was it's really all right. Yeah. yeah, I don't. It's alright. Anyway, to me, it's a sitcom. There is better stuff yeah. to watch, but I do watch it just as something to watch. It's colorful. <laughs> That's all I need. I need color in my life. How's that? You need cocoa in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I heard your uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead show was canceled. Have you been watching any of season three? No. 
You well, have Showtime? I don't know what... <laughs> it's on Stars. Oh, I'm sorry. The only channel worse than Showtime. Oh. <laughs> Do you... Oh, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. I would rather you didn't. Okay, well, we got plenty else to talk about. All right, I, hold on. What do you think of the fact that it's canceled? <laughs> I just want to be like... The, no, is it over? Go. Or is there one more to go? I think there's one more to go. Okay. Because I've heard... Like, the people are saying, like, that we got a way to kind of end Ash's story. We got a nice... We got a whole bunch more Ash. Like, we should not be sad that this show is canceled. Yeah. We got more than... And it was better than it had any right to be. And it was... (laughs) So, I'm happy we got anything at all. And I really like the show. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff back, obviously. We've had Silicon Valley. There's a new Barry show on HBO with... Dang, I can't remember his name. Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader. Mm. It's good. Good. Henry Winkler's good on it. He's, uh, Bill Hader's a hitman, ex Marine, I believe, and he, uh, sort of stumbles into, he has a hit on a guy who is an, you know, an improv actor, and he kind of gets caught up in it. Well, he wants to be an actor now. <laughs> so, it's, it's funny. Well, what's odd about it is he plays the straight guy. He's not the funny guy. You know, it's, it's, it's good. Um, most HBO shows are pretty quality. Um, Last Man on Earth, Superstore, all of these are back in great. New Girl. Oh. Unreal. Unreal. We're right. just gonna, just name television shows. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're doing. Is just just name television shows. I guess shows. I'm asking if anybody else is watching any of uh, Superstore, I yes. have been watching. It's one of the few I've kept up with. Yes. And this past week's episode, at the time of the recording, had a big reveal. Oh, yeah. don't tell me because I haven't watched this past week. Yeah. Oh, because it was yeah. last night for us right now. I got okay the week my... before. Oh, okay. I think a couple weeks before. Then, if you're talking about his brother, was that the reveal? No, no. this is so okay. confusing. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Cut that out. Hit it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's a good. It's a great show. It is a great show. I mean, I... all Jesse's should be watching Last Man on Earth. That's great. Fart. I thought we were talking um, about Superstore. Yeah, I was. Too. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about. Last That's why I was confused. I was I'm sorry. Like, Go on. Yeah. I was talking about New Girl. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking about Unreal. <laughs> I have watched a lot. I have Everybody had talked about it all. Oh, That's a way to get through all these. Let's just all talk yeah, about yeah, one talk show about each. <laughs> I can't believe Nick and Jess like the way they got together. I know, and he looked in the front of the Mac. And I'm, I'm telling you, like Unreal has ramped it up to like twenty. I love, I love everything. I love the it. customers in the background. <laughs> Every time they pan in, oh, Schmidt's daughter is so adorable because when he shot shot him, the whole it ex, you know exploded and everything. Was and what's going on with Jeff working at Target? <laughs> I mean, he lies about it, but he wears this red shirt and that stupid mustache <laughs> and all the time. Now. They keep having babies. You, it's ridiculous. When, Why would you have all these babies? When Rachel's psychiatrist was like talking about how much he loved her, and like they found out like he has this like camera that's been on her the whole time and her. Why know. doesn't Dina want to be pregnant anymore? First she agrees to it. Glenn's all excited. I know. I, I know, and then he wakes up and half his head is shaved again. His brother's back. So and awesome. the scene where the scissors go into the lady's face and she sprays blood all over the window. Crack me wow. up. From someone that's worked retail, I totally get a recall on pregnancy tests and how that could completely go wrong. Because when you work at the store, you tend to buy that 
store's product. I just can't wait to see what is on the Doppler that is coming. There's some sort of mob of something coming. Like it's going to be awesome. Jason Sudeikis is great going. And it was really sad at the end of Unreal where. You get to see Rachel go to the cabin that she wanted to go away with her dad. And then we think that that's the end of the season. And then they show previews of the next season where she has, like, you don't think it can get any more crazy. Like, they take it so much farther next season. And then what's Jonah going to do? He's got this girlfriend, and and now he's going to have the baby. And uh, it's crazy. If I was stranded in the apocalypse, I would... (laughs) I can't do this anymore. This is good. We did it, guys. That was my favorite thing we've ever done. From okay. every week, every week from now on, that's our TV segment. That cut that cut. That was that's, that's like Jesse. That's like Jesse listening to speed. That's like four yeah. speed. We burned through that. That was awesome. We did it. Streaming. There's still a little bit of TV left. Um, I want to, just a couple things. The Americans, I know I'm the only one watching it in this room, but it's the final season of um, Carrie Russell, Russian mm-hmm. Spy. The season five? Five or six, I don't okay. know. It's the last season. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Like, just a very quality show and the fact that they're ending it so soon like just every i i think i binged the first four or five seasons whatever there was last year and like uh, you did it in two weeks and crazy and then i'm enjoying this last season just if you haven't watched it watch a little bit of it see if you like it and watch it it's fantastic just i was couldn't believe what happened in the most recent episode i think it was the fifth episode of last season and is anybody watching Legion? Yes. Man, I'm just going to tell you my opinion right up front. Are you caught up? Yes. Okay. I dread watching every one of these episodes. <laughs> like, I seriously... What what I'll say is... Uh, your brother, Justin, made a comment about Westworld and how, you know, com- something about a polar bear and making yeah, a Lost yeah. comment. And I would equate Lost and Legion... And I wouldn't include Westworld in that. Westworld has an answer for all this stuff, but I, I wore myself out with Lost. I went down a lot, a lot of threads that don't matter, you know, and felt like I was wasting my time when it was over, even though I love the show and would recommend anybody go watch it if you haven't seen it. But Legion feels like that. It's like, I know I'm wasting a lot of time here. I think we said when it first premiered and we started talking about it, that we weren't going to devote time to trying to crack the code no. and solve the clues and just kind of let it happen, yeah. which I'm glad to approach it that yeah, way. Yeah, we, we chose correctly. Yeah, I'm the same way. It uh, I think it was uh, several days after the episode premiered, I usually can get to them. It's usually one of the last things I watch because I'm never like, yeah, I'm in the mood to watch Legion. Mm. And then I turned that last episode on and was enthralled the entire time. Yeah. Him going through her history, learning uh, Sid's past and her origin was just heartbreaking shot so gorgeously like the best looking show on TV. I never let myself get two episodes saved because I know it's too daunting of a task yeah. to watch two episodes. But yeah, I was saying, I was like, okay, I'm going to be playing on my phone while Legion is on, but yeah. I ended up setting it down and watching because I wanted to see where they were going with this because it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a very good show, but 
I, I feel like nothing matters. <laughs> I feel like nothing I'm watching well, is really going to matter. I remember you saying that, or I think it was you, and see about season one. You're like, I'm going to be mad if I pay attention to the show and nothing matters. Well, I decide, that's when we decided we weren't going to pay attention. It's like you, you take each episode as it comes. What one episode's gonna have a fantastic dance off <laughs> and it, and just, just let it wash over you. Yeah. That's all you can do. I just want to experience it and yeah. then move yeah. on to the next one. Yeah. Cause, cause again, it is no matter in the end. It's, it's good. It's, I still would recommend people watch it, but it stresses me out to think I have to watch one. <laughs> um, there was something else. Oh, I just wanted to say, uh, Joe Hill's third book, Nosferatu. Got picked up by AMC. So it is going to be a 10 episode series on AMC, which I think is a good fit. And uh, that is the one. There was a comic book miniseries called Wraith about it. I picked up last year or the year before. It's basically about a uh, girl who, who, uh, it's involved. There's a villain called Charlie Max. He drives a Rolls Royce Wraith and picks up kids and takes them to Christmas land. And it's, you know, some sort of supernatural thing, but it's one of the, one of his books I enjoyed more than the others. And, um, so I'm excited to see it come to series. Is there any other TV? Are we doing Star Wars tonight? Are we, if you want to talk with the, unless you want to stick, keep it in animation. We, or we can okay. talk about it right now. Just talk about it right we'll now. We'll just do it now. Yeah. I'm just going to read this real quick from StarWars.com. Uh, new announcement from Dave Filoni, of course, creator of Rebels. My Filoni has a first name. It's A-N-I-M-E. <laughs> Star Wars. He's been saving that. Yeah. Just to get you under your skin. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars Resistance, an anime-inspired series set for fall debut. Star Wars is thrilled to announce that production has begun on Star Wars Resistance, an exciting new animated adventure series about Kazudo Ayano? <laughs> Rogel Zar. Yes. Exactly. A young pilot recruited by the Resistance to, and tasked with the top-secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the first order so new anime styled animation coming to uh the disney channel you excited about that i am excited i think it's xd is that different than the disney channel is yeah uh yeah uh yeah which is just which is the one is right and which is not disney xd is the best channel okay of the disney channels what's the disney channel What's uh, its problem? What's its deal? It's got real live shows on it. It's full yeah. of Zach's and Cody's. Oh, yeah. man, the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, if we're talking just a little bit of Star Wars, um, we never mentioned I no, went to Florida. You said you were just doing that Shh, one on, thing. I went to Florida. I, I love this. Went to Walt Disney World. Oh, what? You did. Yeah, it's I did. Been, we have not it's been a while. This. So I uh, got to see an update on the new Galaxy's Edge Batu or Bust uh, construction. There it has scale the scale the fence and get a good. I tried, I tried, but behind the fence they built up a berm. (laughs) 
burn. So call, you can't call that the Barnes burn. <laughs> Keep yeah. up all those pesky Barneses. Um, but since I was just there in September, like a lot has changed. They ha- actually have the entrance way up. It's not behind a fence. They have a facade um, placed of the Millennium Falcon, and where you will eventually walk through. I made a quick video about that like a month or so ago. Um, but a lot has changed. There, uh, there is way more happening. Um, as far as buildings going up, they've started rock work and, you know, working on the facades of the buildings. Uh, the buildings are huge. So, um, also one night we did stop down and saw the, at Hollywood Studios, the Star Wars projection show. It's a nightly show. Uh, the name escapes me, the proper name, but it has since September. <laughs> it's already been updated. About that. Yeah. They, they had already reworked the show to include The Last Jedi. Um, it's spectacular. It's fireworks, lasers, um, projection music, all the stuff going on. It's wonderful. If you're down at Walt Disney World, check it out. Uh, make it a point to go see that show. But, uh, yeah, just one quick update. Yeah. Went to he Florida. He so much. We only need a uh, three minute uh, update. He'll be back there by the next episode. <laughs> Okay, what do we got? Streaming? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. Let's do it. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start with something we've all watched. Lost in Space. Okay. Season one. Danger. I had pretty much zero interest in this. I saw the trailer and thought, well, it looks kind of neat. But I, I, it's not, you know, I've got so many other shows to watch. And then you guys were talking about it so much, the peer pressure got to me. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta check this out. Did you watch the whole season? Uh, no. Three episodes, I think. Oh. You've watched three? Three. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Did anyone see the, was it the 90s version of Lost in Space movie? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The 1997. Yeah. yeah. That was my primary thing going into the show. I was watching, trying to figure out which one was Joey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey William Hurt, I think. Uh, I forget who else. Yeah. Like, okay, here's a new here's a new actor. Maybe he plays the Joey role. Yeah. No, no, he's not. Joey. I remember the original version. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know. um, I, which is why I had very little interest. I've yeah. never read. I mean, I know the the, the tropes, Danger Will Robinson, all that stuff. And I and the you know, the '90s version did nothing for me, so mm. I didn't have a nostalgic view of this show. Well, since we're talking about '90s sci-fi, uh, I think we were. Yeah. Did anyone watch a, sh- a show called Earth Two that was on in oh, the '90s? Yeah, a little bit. Nope. This show reminded me a lot of that of mm. being on a strange planet, trying to figure out what's going on, if it's habitable, that kind of thing. Well, okay. What did you guys think of it? I thought it was yeah. a beautiful show. It is. I love Molly Parker. She was great in House Cards. Um, the dad or whatever is just... Was he too gruff for you? No, he reminded... Really, I told you about that movie, Radius. I'll talk about it in a second. But he really reminded me of the dad in that. Just not great. Um, the... I watched, I watched it. I tuned in for Parker Posey. I had heard... She was going to be the Dr. Smith character, and I like Parker Posey. I thought, let's see what she's going to do with that. I expect her to choose some scenery. Well, 
I, from the get-go, you can tell it's going a different route. You know, I, I, I don't remember the beginning, the pilot of the 60s show. No. I remember the show, mm. them going planet to planet, and this takes place all in one planet. Right, right. Yeah, all the season. Um, and of course, there are other Jupiters besides the Robinson family. Mm-hmm. So that was a different take, of course. Um, I like the kids, except I, the boy doesn't throw me much, but both girls are mm-hmm. good actresses. The one, um, gosh, what's her name? The older girl. I can't remember the name of the show, but she, Judy I, in, and, is it Judy? Penny? It's yes. Judy. The older one is Judy, I think. Yes. She's going to be somebody. I think in 10 years, she'll mm-hmm. have done some stuff. Like, I, I thought she was good. I, I was uncomfortable with the romance they were trying to push with her. I thought, she's supposed to be 18. They explicitly say that because they know you're going to be uncomfortable with it. <laughs> but but the guy is way too old for her. Yeah. It, it's is it just, Joey? I haven't got that far. It's whatever. It's I'm the not Joey part. Yeah. It's, not, right. it's probably Joey. How know. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he bugs his he bugs his eyes out. Yeah, basically that. It it just it's whatever. It just it was it wasn't right. Um, the I messaged the first night I was watching it. I watched several episodes, and I won't say complain about anything past the first three episodes. But I was like, gosh, it's so pretty. And they're doing such a good job that I hate the really, really stupid stuff that, how did they let this get made? How, how did they <laughs> not fix this? I don't understand. For instance, in the first episode, I'll- I, and I read that comment before I saw the show and I watched the show kind of critically and I'm, I have to admit, I didn't quite see what you were. Okay. Well, I'm going to complain. So Anyone's a, let us watch, know. Watch the first episode. They go, the, the, girl judy is trapped in a pond basically yeah in her suit frozen as soon as she got under there she went down to like the sunken, she, she sunken ship alive because she's coming of the back suit, up to the surface she can't suit. get out the whole thing's frozen yeah she can't get out she's just below the surface yeah so they go on a trek to go get magnesium to make a hole because they're chipping away and yeah. not making any headway so gosh it's so ridiculous so they go get magnesium and he puts it all in a pile and he makes a hole that's about three inches wide. It was like, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like ice fishing. Yeah. He made like a tiny little ice right. fishing hole. So you have a girl that is human sized. Right. And they want to get her out through a three, I'll say six inch <laughs> diameter yeah, hole. Yeah, but see, I took that as they were trying to get enough to get her helmet off because she was going to run out of oxygen. No. Uh, you're you're giving them a lot of leeway. <laughs> okay. She was underwater. Oh, it didn't matter what that. No, let me go on. Okay. Go so then they fuck me. He, he <laughs> d- instead of putting the magnesium in space, and I want to point out, I want to point out that he had limitless magnesium that he could have went and got. Yeah, they only brought back a little. He cup. said this will be plenty. <laughs> He literally says, I am taking way more than I could possibly need. I could have had more. He makes one little cylinder down through mm-hmm. there to get to her, which is stupid. And then they sit there with cups and start scooping water out. <laughs> it is a lake. And they're, and then it starts to rain. Oh my God, scoop faster. 
scoop faster. And they scoop, 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 and then it rains. It just fills the hole back up. I'm like, what was the freaking point of that? You weren't going to empty the lake, and even if you did, she was going to fall to the bottom of it. It was so dumb. That's only one complaint. I'll I'll do one more. Will Robinson is out in the wild. He meets the top half of the robot. Right. The bottom half of the robot. This is what I will agree with. <laughs> the, the bottom half of the robot is on the ground. The top half of the robot is sitting on a branch. It has four arms. He's sitting that are sharp. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting in front of it. Now, apparently, we find out all that has to happen is that top half of the robot has to be near the bottom half of it. It's just totally back together. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. He has to whip out a saw and saw... This is how... I mean, it wouldn't be a big deal, except this is what their whole relationship is based on. He saves this robot. I didn't get that. He saws the branch. This robot has four arms. All it had to do was knock itself off of there, apparently, and it could fall onto its bottom. But he saved it. I was like, this is freaking stupid. I was so pissed. I messaged all you guys and privately messaged Michael these... Because you guys watched yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. I was so frustrated with the show because I was enjoying every other aspect of it. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, that was my. That's own, just the first episode. That was but my I'm real problem. There, there was, was a lot of that the relationship stuff. between the boy and the robot had no explanation at all, yeah, and it's a total rip off of Mass Effect. That robot is super cool, but it's a guess. Well, I think their suits too are like. They their suits match the robot, but I, it had orange piping. I assume you noticed the piping. <laughs> they wow. had orange piping. <laughs> wow, there's. I I don't want to spoil that, but um, I I just mean like the designs. Like I swear, like those suits look similar to something else I've seen before, but I can't put my finger on. Well, it. there's only so many I, space suits. Oh out yeah, there. All, I mean the yeah. designs of the show are great. I. Yeah, everything looked very, Honestly, very nice. It's, and if you have not watched it, I would. I watched it. I finished the season. Yeah. I did enjoy it, and it ends well. I like the yeah. last episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all it's totally worth watching. I just, I get more angry when it is good and they mess up on. Well, I'm not. I'm not through like as nearly as much as you guys. But my gripes were: I thought it gave away some twists immediately. Like, you learned Parker Posey's mm-hmm. story in that first episode, basically. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Where yeah. you could have built it up and dropped hints and then it revealed it. And done. And the same yeah. thing with the robot. You know immediately the robot's role in what happened where you could have, do we trust the robot or not? And then built to that. But they just sort of gave you everything and then told the story, which I felt, felt like, like a waste t- to me. pulled the rug out from under Parker Posey what she could have done with that. I thought she did great, but mm-hmm. it would have been much more, it would have had so many levels, man. <laughs> if she could, if we would have found out in episode eight, what we found and out. And then had to kind of reevaluate what you knew about her right. and what they reveal and, but yeah, it just. She still did you. a great job. Yeah. I, yeah, this show reminded me how much I love Parker Posey because she's been in, she's been really good in a lot of really good stuff. Especially those old 90s indie movies that I used to watch like crazy. Yeah. Glad I got that out of my system. You've been, that's that. been killing me. The one that's been bothering me, because it's been forever since I've done a regular podcast episode, was you talked a little bit about how love. Did we, how did we survive before this? 
Oh, all this stuff I, pent up inside us. I don't know what we talked about. Like I had heartburn. What did you talk to your families or something? <laughs> yeah, like, you listen whatever. To I just go into people's room. I can't say that. <laughs> anyway, God. No, uh, season three of Love. Did you finish it, Michael? Okay. I haven't watched season three yet. Okay. Well, that's a little present for yourself. Watch that. Yeah, yeah definitely watch it. Make a. I talked a little bit about Yeah, you talked about, and and it really is great. I do love, and I was very satisfied with the third season. And going into it, I kind of predicted that it was going to be a little, let's just wrap it up and see where they go type thing. But it works so well. I love, what's the, Randy? Mm. Yeah. (laughs) He's living in his car and all that mess. It's just the the characters are so quirky and so frustrating at times, but I I really did I love the development of the through all three seasons and and to see them, Gus and and um, what's her name? Mm. Uh, anyway, no idea. I can't remember. Jillian Rogel Czar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gus and Rogel. Um, it's gonna stick at some point. To see them. <laughs> Actually get to the point where they're in a real functioning relationship. It's a healthy relationship. Um, really. Well, well, the whole, obviously the whole show is she's the mess. The whole show yeah, yeah. has been she, she's the mess and they really wrap it up well to put a cap on <laughs> her journey and, and twisting it back. You know, it's a it's a good ending. Yeah. I like the ending. They really say, "Oh, what you've thought this whole time, yeah, maybe right. not." Um, I have a question. Yeah, does Rugles have ridges? <laughs> okay. Ready. <laughs> Any other more streaming? Um, yeah, I, just real quick because I mentioned it a minute ago. There was a movie called Radius. On Netflix, did you ever watch it, Michael? What's it about? It's um, it's the guy that wakes up in his car. He was just in a car wreck, and everybody keeps finding is dead. Oh, and they look he, like they, they can't just go died. like fifty feet. Yeah, um, yeah. Just he, he, but yeah. anyway, anyway, you find out that twist very quickly in the movie, so it's not really a spoiler. But it has an insane twist at the end, and it's the guy's a terrible actor. It's almost worth watching for that, but. That's a pretty good movie. Okay, some terrible, horrific news. Lock and Key. I said I went met Joe Hill. Watch this big speech. Oh, if Lock and Key gets picked up on Hulu, they're developing this series with Danny Glover and all this. It's going to be great. And if they pick it up, we're going to write a whole new comic about you know World War Key. And I'm so excited and jumping up and down. Guess what? Hulu did not pick up mm. it, which I, I canceled Hulu immediately and and messaged them. Whew. Is that I'll I'll Fickle. pick it back up sometime when something's on I want to watch, but I wanted to deliver a message. So that's I all you. That's your that's, only. That's my power. only power I have. So I canceled my Hulu pers- subscription. I'm going to do that to Showtime. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you send an email? I said I tweeted to him. Okay, and and I said I'll pick it back up if you you know pick up Lock and Key. It's not a total done deal. There's other platforms that could pick up Lock and Key. But, and, man, you know, I'm, even if it fails, they may try again someday. Because there's only so many things. We're running out of things. That's true. Anyway, I was a little crushed by that. But, like I said, Nosferatu got picked up. We'll see where it goes. There is one good thing on Showtime. 
cartoon president. Mm, I never watched it. Never My cartoon. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I heard a rumor the stand is coming to CBS All Access, a ten-hour miniseries. So there's another Stephen King thing getting created. So that'll be another thing to try to get people to get CBS All Access. I'm sure they'll show one episode on TV whenever that comes out. Michael, did you ever watch Star Trek? <laughs> Discovery? Yeah. I've watched a couple episodes. Again, I'll go back and binge through it. I, I guess season two, they're introducing the classic uniforms. Probably. Oh, really? they. Yeah. In, I'm sure it, everyone already knows about it, but the season one, the big thing was that... They Wait a minute. You're going to spoil season one? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Because anyone that's watching it has about? been on the internet and read about okay. it. Because it was such I don't a big real Star Trek I don't know. Fans. Any, yeah. I'm no, it, no, already not. Know. I it was a big it. thing. They went nuts over it. People loved that first season, actually. They what, They found out they were in the Mirror Universe. So, yeah. It's a big twist. And the Mirror Universe. And how they... Nothing where everyone has a Schwann goatee. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And pointy eyebrows. They looked in the mirror and there was Kirk shaven. <laughs> but anyway, is that what was wrong show. with the Klingons that they look different? They had they had too many ridges. <laughs> Argons have ridges. I got to bring up one more streaming okay. thing. I'm sure at least one of you has had to have heard of this. It's kind of the big show on Netflix right now. Wild, wild country. Has no one heard of this? Yeah, I have heard of this. Okay. Cliff, it keeps popping up on my... Have you heard of just it? remind me. It It is a true story. This is a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you will be like, how did I never know about this? And if you did know, more you're power the, to you. You're not the first one that's mentioned this I have never me. heard of this. Uh, in the early 80s, which I, I'm sure I was, even I was just too young to have been watching the news or know anything about it, but there was... A uh, guru in India. Oh, okay, I watched a little thing about this. Yeah, okay. uh, Bhagwan Rajneesh, who was a guru in India, who Rogal Azar. Yeah, <laughs> is this about Gaia? Yeah, it's all about Gaia. It's about Allison Mack. He <laughs> had a bunch of followers who just. You know, it was a cult. Mm-hmm. You know, and they all dressed in orange or you know reddish orange, and all followed him. And they he sent people to Oregon, and they bought a bunch of land and moved. Their I watched co- a documentary about this. Was it called? Was wild? it called Wild Country? No, like <laughs> <laughs> that's it, what I'm talking about. Is a show about this? But it's an actual. Like, it's not a two-hour documentary. This is a six-hour documentary. Okay, yeah, this is something else I watched. Okay, well, anyway, it was a very big thing that I had never heard of. And it's like, blows your mind when you hear about something like this. It's like, they came to Oregon, bought a bunch of land. There was near a town called Antelope. A bunch of country folk that were like, what is happening? And I'll give these people a lot of credit that they... They were pretty accepting. They hated mm-hmm. it, but they were like, okay, there's all of a sudden thousands of people here outnumbering us. And oh, now I know why I've heard of this. The Saturday Night Live bit yeah. did a parody of right. it. And I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah. That must be a real thing. And they did like, okay. I mean, everything they did on that was just right <laughs> from the show. It was hilarious. They, their backgrounds were amazing right from the documentary. But anyway, they, 
it's unreal how this could have happened and we would not it would not be like taught in school hmm uh, i i hesitate to spoil any of it other than the fact that these people came and basically they do a good job the first three episodes of trying to be like here's this side here's this side they never have each side question each other it's more like it's more like here is our story here is their story. Everybody's telling their own story. Kind of like I, Tanya. It's like, it's all everyone's perspective. And you're wondering, what exactly is real? At what point does Janet Reno storm the compound? <laughs> yeah. It's like... Reno hey, time. Yeah. In, in the 70s and 80s, because I've watched quite a... Evidently more than one, but there's been a few documentaries that I've watched about in the 70s and, and 80s about gurus and the things that have gone on and... It's nuts to think of all these people following someone for basically like lemons. Like, <laughs> lemons. <laughs> lemons. <laughs> oh. I can tell you all the times I oh my God. followed You're somebody around like a lemon. You did not talk about just just rolling right off the okay. cliff. Hey. When life gives you lemmings, <laughs> make lemming made. Lemming made. Oh, Lord. oh my God! But well, anyway, but this is not ancient history. No, it's we not. We just said Allison Mack, Chloe yeah. from Smallville, has just been arrested for human trafficking, which I for being involved her. in a alleged cult, sex cult. Yeah, so alleged. This is. Well, this, yep. that's, that was Weird. kind of the thing with this, is you want Somebody to give these... Somebody <laughs> Sorry. Yes, sir. You want to give the... You don't know what these people are doing. If, if it, you know, it seems like a strange religion coming to your area, and every religion is strange. I don't care, you know. <laughs> you know Christianity is ridiculous. Every, every... Well, it just sounds strange if it wasn't the one you grew up on or believe in. We're gonna let you go out on that one by yourself. Yep, not touching it. That's all right. I'll do. I'll do it all day. If you weren't brought up in it, it sounds ridiculous. So these people were actually. I will give the, them credit. They were pretty accepting. Uh, they didn't love it. They didn't like it, and they were getting pushed out of their town basically by this. But they were following the law, you know. So, but. I'll tell you from there, it goes insane. Like, I wouldn't want to spoil it, and I think the documentary is too long. Mm. Because they had so much footage, they thought they had to show it. But the things that happen are crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. So, uh it's worth watching for that to see. This is history. I mean, it's not just you're just watching something crazy. This actually yeah. happened, so you educate yourself. But and are you done with that? Mm, sure. Okay. The one last thing about streaming is I watched on Cinemax that show that you were talking about, like Mud Mike Judd's uh, with the outlaw oh, country. The country history, of country music. Yeah, and I, I watched the one about Johnny Paycheck. Oh, buddy, that was nuts. Yeah, they talk about you know gangster rappers living hard. Yeah, those old country guys could give them a run for their money. Like I watched that one and the one with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, and just like 
listening to the beginning days of rock and roll and the crazy antics that went on and the things that they do was I mean as very entertaining. While Michael's been watching that, I've been rewatch or well, I've been watching uh, the PBS documentary called The Roosevelts. It's a historical. It's about Teddy and FDR. I, I believe it's a Ken Burns film. I've been streaming it on Netflix. It's a t- 2014 Ken Burns documentary, I believe. Um, I'm not even sure how many episodes it is. They're all pretty long. They're extensive, and it is enthralling <laughs> because I really like history, and it goes into great detail. A lot of stuff I didn't know. Um, I'm, I've just gotten into a, more of the FDR era. Um, but the Teddy Roosevelt stuff was absolutely great. So if you like history, you like Ken Burns, um, if you've ever watched baseball or the Civil War, any of that stuff, this one is just as good. Yeah, I remember a few years ago everyone was really into Roosevelt stuff and there were a lot of new mm-hmm. books coming out because this, this kind of revived yeah, people's interest. Let's say what Hamilton did. Yeah, There's a lot of people talking about Hamilton currently. And in the same way, I'm two years later <laughs> on your regular. Yeah, uh, that's my timeline. All right, sounds good. All right, let's hit up uh, movies. I think. Save Martha, puny god. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun. Underoot! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> movies. It's been a long time since we talked about movies. This year is flying by, you guys. Yeah. And I've got a lot of movies to scratch off my list. Oh my god. So how happened. many of you? How many have you seen now? Uh, oh yeah, do it. Yeah, uh, I added six more last month, which puts me a little below my normal pace. I'm still on pace. I haven't fallen really behind, but I was way ahead. Now I'm just kind of on pace. We got a contention coming up here too. I know. Oh, are we gonna argue? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, we'll go on. Uh, yeah, I got through six more movies of my classic. 100 essential films from my poster we've been talking about all year. Uh, you can check out my longer reviews and thoughts on them at lowwords at, lowwords.wordpress.com. Those are all up there. Uh, this month I got uh, Philadelphia Story. I still have never watched this. Okay, it's... it's Jim, Jimmy Stewart, Cary Grant, and Hepburn? Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Uh, not the best one on the list, but again, well, it gets kind a of lot of raves. I, I, yeah, I just, it's almost too, and I don't mind black and white movies or old mm-hmm. style oh, no, movies, but this one felt more dated than a lot of the ones okay. on this list because it was kind of a, a comedy of, uh, what do you call that? Man, comedy of manners kind of thing where it was, oh, oh, women must behave this way. And, and it's just, mm. we've gone so far beyond that in society that right. things, you know, she went swimming with a married man. <laughs> oh dear. And that's a huge scandal. Mm. Or the uncle is drunk and pinching women's on the butt, and that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, just not hasn't you know time hasn't been best. But uh, Catherine Hepburn, this was the movie she had been kind of box office poison for a little while, and this is the movie that made her a huge star and proved she was a movie star. Uh, then I watched Easy Rider. 
classic mm. biker flick. I've seen that once many years ago. It, uh, I, yeah, again, it's not my I favorite, yeah, but it's an important it, but, piece of cinema yeah. and really started kind of the, the indie movement, made a ton of money. So there were a, a whole lot of ripoffs later of people just uh, out on the open road kind of thing, but, uh, just so well done as that, that 70s sort of becoming disillusioned and the hippie thing didn't quite work out like we thought it would and there's still war and there's still oppression, but we gotta find the freedom, man. And it didn't really work. So still, uh, timely to this day. And then I watched The Searchers. Oh, wow. Uh, John Wayne, one of my favorite westerns of all time. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, just a, a angry, bitter old Civil War veteran and his niece is kidnapped. And this is a guy who doesn't know how to be a civilian. So he, this becomes a new mission for him. He has to go find her and it just takes years and years. Um, and actually, hey, uh, we want to talk about Age of Ultron. <laughs> that's what, that's Bring what it around. in my head. Oh, uh, they completely lifted the shot from the searchers at the end where John Wayne walks up to the farmhouse door, can't go inside and walks away. They have Captain America do that exact same shot in Age of Ultron and it worked just as well in that movie. I will, I will say about that because, uh, uh, I thought it would be, uh, when I watched it not too long ago, because he's so racist, you know. Uh, but I thought they did a good job. That whole point with that is just like, he, yeah, he is, and he doesn't belong in society either, mm-hmm. you know. So even then, they captured that well. I think that's how I worded it on my WordPress blog. Uh, it says John <laughs> Wayne again. Uh, low words at dot wordpress. Low words. Low words. <laughs> Rogel Czar. It's turned like a Letterman bit. <laughs> Rolf? Uma Oprah. No, uh, wow, that's an old reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's say, uh, John Wayne at his most unlikable. Because hmm. John Wayne is usually the guy you want to root for and the guy who's all American. And this guy, he's terrible. He's not a good guy. But he's just, it's such a, it's probably his most interesting character to me that John Wayne ever did. Uh, followed that up with The Matrix. Classic bit of sci-fi from more, it's now 20 years ago, but. Does it hold up? Uh, it, I, I almost take that movie for granted how ubiquitous it became, how many parodies there were, how many movies did that bullet time special effect afterwards, and like this movie, there was nothing like it before. No. It remixed all the, you know, kung fu and anime, and, and, you know, all, all these different genres into something completely unique. I, I, I love it. I love the movie. I can't, I mean, I haven't watched it for years. Yeah, I think the movie. sequels ruined the, the yeah, first I was, movie. I didn't really me. care for either of the sequels. The, the first one is, is the only one that really matters to me. I still remember, I, I going to see it originally. The trailers didn't give away a whole lot. We just knew, oh, it's guys in leather and guns and what is this about? And I remember being, cause I was, that was, I was in the middle of kind of an anime phase back then and it blew my mind. I thought oh, there's nothing, I've never seen something like this on the big screen. Yeah, it thank was, God yeah. Michael came up with it. Well, right. oh, let me tell you, <laughs> when Matrix came out, I remember being on message boards like people like, you went down some deep rabbit holes. You were in the like, Matrix. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Quite a few times. <laughs> and that kind of adds... Michael to- took the blue pill and the red pill. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens, you turn purple. Purple pills, baby. Uh, 
That's when you follow those limits down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, may require a slight uh, retraction where I said uh, Catherine Bigelow was the only female director on the poster. Mm. Well, uh, the Wachowskis are transgender and they're listed as Lana and Laura on the poster, but they were Larry and yep. something yeah, else back then. So, Blue Pole. So, okay, there are two female directing teams on the poster. Did you say Blue Pole? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, Then I watched... <laughs> it's a little thing. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, on the Waterfront. Ah. The famous... Marlon Brando role of... Uh, that could have been a contender. Right. So, crooked union bosses. Um, he's kind of the, a failed boxer. And they use him. You know, his older brother is higher up in the mob. And they use him for muscle. And, you know, just he just kind of gets pointed where he needs to go. And it's him learning, you know, the, the, the depths of the corruption. And I just... There's no... You know, Marlon Brando... Very famously, you know, some crazy actor guy, but he he changed acting. When he's in a movie back then, no one else in the movie is doing what he's doing, and it's it's really something to behold. A young Marlon Brando is still just magnetic to watch on the screen. Here we go. And also magnetic, a uh, little sci-fi movie, two thousand one, a space odyssey, a movie I do not enjoy. I saw it once in college, and said, "Okay, I get it. It looks amazing." But I just, I, it's such sci-fi. Like it's so we're so deep, man. We're gonna we're gonna traverse the universe, man. We're all in the cube, man. It's the Matrix. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't buy it. And I kind of felt the same way on my second viewing of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I, I understand its place in history. And he did stuff filmmaking wise that had never been done before, and still looks amazing. But just as a movie to sit down and watch and enjoy, it's not something I would ever put on just to sit and watch a movie. Tell well, me why I'm wrong. Oh, I don't want to tell you. Every, not every movie's for everybody. I love it. I've watched it several times. And in fact, I have tickets. It's the 50th anniversary of 2001 A Space Odyssey. And this coming June, it will be in theaters for a couple of weeks. I'm going to Columbus with my son. We've got tickets to watch it in 70 millimeter. They're not restoring it, but they're reprinted it on 70 millimeters, so it will be how you would see it in theaters in 68, only a little more high definition. Yeah, one of the main reasons I wanted to get it in early this month because I saw you had posted that yeah. that you know this was the big you know 50th anniversary and yeah, and I I I love the idea of it. I like the message of it and the whole t- taking us from apes to star children. <laughs> I can't wait to, you know, for my son to see it and see what he thinks of it and talk about it. It, it inspires a lot of conversation yeah, you yeah. can have about it. It, it was in, for at the time, it was cutting edge, like right. floating pins and things was a big deal. It's, I think of it, you know, where someone might find it a little boring. It's more about like a meditation. It's just like, what is happening, you know? And, no, I, I, I really appreciate on the second watch, um, how boring it was because it is like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that honestly. Like space travel would just be boring. Mm-hmm. It would be right. very technical. It wouldn't be Han Solo punching it, Chewie. Right. Like it would be. Well, we've got to coordinate this and calibrate that, and 
Just kind of wait. Right. Till we and get it, there. this is such a contrast to Lost in Space because they find reasons, <laughs> reasons not to have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, but yeah. Anyway, I'm excited to see it. So that was good. You go, you knock some off your list. Yep. Get the move along. Rollerblade season. Get them. As I was going to say, get get your bearings oiled up. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think I'll watch too many more than six this month either. So. I can't wait to hear. I gotta tell you about a movie, just, I mean, yeah, we've watched several movies since last time we talked about it, but I have to at least bring up A Quiet Place. I posted on, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. that I'd watch that, have any of the three of you made it to the theater to see that? No, you were raving about it though, so I, I was. Yeah. All I could think of, of was that shot of Jim holding up <laughs> and in the office says, no one has said anything for 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My son went and saw it. Oh, what did night. he say? He said it was good. Yeah, it yeah. was really good. I teared up at one point even. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could see it coming, but it, it was, it was, it was good. I, I love Emily Blunt. I love, mm-hmm. I love John Krasinski. I, I was really impressed with his, this is not his directorial debut. He's had a couple floppers in there. What is their ship name? Blazinski or Croppins Croppins Mary Poppins and Krasinski oh anyway that's really good um I it, it what was funny to me was the whole point of the movie is if you make noise you die and I walked into the theater and that is oh, every time I walk in the theater. You were like, yes. Every time, this is like so meta. I came in and I just announced to everyone, if you make noise, you die. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard a lot of people complaining online where I'm usually the only one complaining about the popcorn and all this stuff. Everybody was complaining. They were like, the movie was ruined for me by the heavy breathing guy next to me. And you went just, row by row, just slapping those popcorn yeah. buckets out I, of people's hands. I lucked out, and there was only one other guy in the theater when I saw it, and he moved. <laughs> he was in my row. Yeah. <laughs> this is my, was it at the mall? Uh, no, it was in Oh, Marietta. okay. It okay. was, they actually had it in a big theater. It wasn't the side seating. I came in, no. I came in, yeah, well it was, he was in my row. <laughs> I came in, there was one dude in the theater and he was in the row I sat in and I went down and just sat down like three seats away from him and he moved. This is my row. <laughs> it was great. He went all the way to the back, and we both enjoyed it and didn't bother each other. And Yeah, I had a friend say someone in their theater dropped their phone at some point, and he said he jumped completely out oh. of it. Like, you know, some unexpected noise. It hinges just, yeah. on you on establishing the quiet. So when things happen, it really stands out. Which was, I thought, uh, knowing that, I think the comfort of my own home will be the best place to yeah, enjoy yeah, this. Uh, it, absolutely. I, if you obviously everything's always best on the big screen with the big stereo, but this would I, and I encourage everyone to go see it, but only if you can get away with not having to fight the crowds being noisy. Um, and currently it is number one on my list of movies I've seen this year, Ooh. but I'm not seeing tomorrow is Infinity War, so we'll see. Yeah. And who are you going to see that with? Uh, your sister, your your wife, my sister. The incredible colors slash everything, Chrissy's. <laughs> and Michael's going too. We're going to have what? What are we eating tomorrow? That's the big deal. Ray's barbecue. That's right. Ray Ray's. Ray's. 
Stereo Ray Rays right there. Um, okay. Well, what did you guys see? Like, I have like a hundred things on my list. So what do you, what do you want to talk about? Oh, wait. Uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, there was another event mm-hmm. I went to this week. Oh, yeah. We got to get to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and my son and I went to the Karate Kid Fathom event where we had the, Cobra Kai, the whole deal was you were going to get to see the first two episodes of Cobra Kai and see the original 1984 Karate Kid uh, on the big screen. I didn't see that in 1984. I highly doubt any of you guys did. You're too young. But, uh, you know, I, I I had never got to see it. And I, I was like, I want to see the best minute Hold on. movie. We were totally into it. It was Pat Morita is just so hilarious in that whole movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, to me, it's one of those 80s movies that you kind of remember it as more cheesy than it is, or because mm. you quote it all the time, or it's referenced or parodied all the time, that you think, ah, it's another one of those silly 80s movies. And then you watch it, you're like, whoa, this is a great film. Yeah, it just is. It just is. It starts out a little, wow, this is kind of 80s for like the first five minutes, and then it's just fantastic. It is. I have nothing bad to say about that movie. I love it, love it, love it. Um, the But as far as Cobra Kai... I was really impressed. I was, it's got a lot of kid characters, which they need to have. I like that they're establishing some, so you are gonna give a crap when they start karate kicking each other. Um, the, the first fo- episode focuses on Johnny Lawrence, and, uh, the second episode kinda leans a little more towards Daniel. But, Johnny Lawrence, I didn't know what to make of him at first. I mean, we've seen the previews, and that really is all it is, oh. but, at first, I was like, "He's going to be Miyagi," and then I, five minutes later, I'm like, "No, he's going to be Crease." And then I realized, "No, he's going to be Johnny. He's Johnny. He is exactly Johnny. He is." I mean, I just feel like it's perfect what they did with him. He is. He's in love with the '80s. He still listens to the music. He loves everything about it. <laughs> He was, you know, they kind of established at the end of Karate Kid. He was a good guy. He goes and hands the trophy to I, yeah, I, there's, Daniel. Well, and, we could d- deep dive into this, but there's, you know, the theory the Karate Kid is the back is Johnny. That this movie <laughs> yeah, is yeah, about right, Johnny yeah, yeah. and some punk who moves in <laughs> and ruins his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of went into watching the Karate Kid. I like this podcast. <laughs> I kind of went into the Let's movie. Deep dive into that with, with that mentality. Like I'm going to watch for that, and I don't know. I totally buy all that, but I do have a little sympathy for Johnny uh, going into this, and he, he just, he just, they've chosen a right way to deal with it. He is exactly Johnny Lawrence, and how he's not going to deal with it like Miyagi or Kreese. He's him, his self, and he's having to deal with the fact that he did not win that tournament. And Daniel LaRusso did. Of course, we've seen the previous season's car salesman, and he just cannot avoid that in his life. That kind of small town, like someone who was like a high school basketball star or something yes. that are still, it is exactly still that. saddled with that, you know, right. that so reputation. It has that. turned the tables where, where Johnny was the country club kid. Now that's Daniel LaRusso. So. I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was really good. Can't wait to gobble it up. It's not any more than you think it's going to be, but it's but it's everything you really want it to be. When this was first announced, I was like, "All right, whatever." So the fact that it's good at all is is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. 
And there was a little, uh, moment. Ed Asner was in it. Mr. Up. <laughs> I just watched Up recently. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, what the heck is Ed Asner doing? <laughs> anyway, it was, it was good. So I can't wait. That comes out next week. Um, this week probably as you're listening to this. So definitely looking forward to that. Oh. Uh, Anything else, movies, guys? Uh, well, I got out to see Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Did everyone else? Well, we're on a... I was just going to mention that. Yeah. That's a while I, back, but we never did discuss it. Yeah, I had so many thoughts about this movie, but, I, you know, we're kind of... Uh, we've moved on to the next phase of movie movie-dom. I liked it for what it was. My son, Jordan, that has no reference other than the movie, loved it. I, oh really? I took him to go see it. He thought it was great because that's all all he knew. He didn't mm. know anything outside of that. Um, I know we've talked about the book before. I think when Jared mm. was here, we talked about kind of our reactions to the book, and it definitely made changes that we knew it would have to. Uh, I think some parts of the book were better. Some parts of the movie they improved it. So I, you know, it's hard to say one is better than the other or, or vice versa, but. It, yeah, the movie definitely softened the 80s aspect. It was still very prevalent, but the movie was a lot more, you know, like online gaming, and, and there were a lot more modern references. It tried to make the younger generation be more. Like, Jordan seeing the Iron Giant, like, that was great for him. Yeah. Um, which, people that are listening to don't know Jordan is my son. What? Soap opera. <laughs> that is but, a big revelation. The, the weirdest complaint that I have about the movie from listening to the, the book was the fact that there was a freaking poster of Chow's but they didn't use it. Like, I. The Atari game Chow's? Yeah. Wasn't it on the. Wasn't it. In that the was bedroom? the first. Yeah, it was. It was on his screen in his bedroom one, or maybe there were it was so his many room. references that you could miss. Yeah, it was in his original room, like at the very end. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But see, this is where the movie and the book, the criticism, and we're going to be maybe light on spoilers. I assume hmm. we won't maybe give away. No, that. I don't yeah. care. Larry. Whatever. It's Ready Player One. Did we not establish it wasn't great? What? Yeah. Well, I just like you could. Okay, the in the book, joust is very important. Yes. I, I'm not going to spoil the movie they replaced it with, but in the book, you know, uh, War Games is very important. Um, okay, they could adventure. They used adventure exactly like. But see, that's the thing. These references are not important. What they are, just that they are references. Right. So you could pluck something out of the book and replace it with something completely different, and it doesn't change. Doesn't matter. Like it's the references are not in service to the plot. It's vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's just, let's just throw another reference in there, and then the same exact stuff will happen. The problem that I had that I felt like what they replaced the book versus the movie of, like, finding the keys and stuff, it dumbed it down. Like, in the book, it was much, like, it yeah. seemed like it was an incredible amount of work to get to. It made it the just, book worse to me. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, seriously, it, it, it just made me like, oh, well... This is what it looks like, and whatever. And I, I just was very unhappy with the movie. It was, ugh. 
but it did the exact same thing the book did, where he walks in wearing Buckaroo Banzai's suit, and I'm like, yeah, nice, and he goes, do you like my suit? It's from Buckaroo Banzai, and that there's no, that doesn't no. trust the audience at all to make that leap. She pulls up on Kaneda's bike from Akira, and I'm like, yeah, looking sweet. She's like, whoa, from Akira, nice. I'm like, you're just holding our hand through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And there are so many references, you don't have to do that. If I don't get that reference, but do get the other reference, then I'm on board. You don't have to tell us and lead us through the whole thing. And the whole planet that's in the trailer that they showed at the very beginning of the movie, it was like, that was a cheat. I was not happy about that. Yeah, it definitely kind of small-scaled the Oasis, and we, we didn't get to learn... You know, it, the, in the the book, it, how you travel from world to world, and like it just was like you're online, here you go, right. and then so it also definitely the book has you know, the, the, the advantage of world building, what's going on in the world outside, and it just kind of it's kind of a dystopia, and everyone's kind of poor, and everything's dingy, but it doesn't give you the high stakes like the world is falling apart, and you know saving the oasis will save the world, that sort of thing, so. I don't know, just the stakes weren't there. It was about winning a video game and getting rich and stopping those evil corporate guys from winning because we don't want commercials in our game. And it's like, that that's the stakes? Yeah. I don't know. I i think there was one, like, surprise thing to it, the whole with the shining. Uh, they, I said I wasn't going to spoil that. I don't care. <laughs> it's been many, many weeks. Coach Mayer will not be pleased with the spoilers. He saw it, didn't he? No. Nah. Oh. Okay. He got flooded in that night. Old Lur Salem was oh. in a state of emergency. <laughs> could, the coach mayor could not go out to the movie. Okay, well, I'm not really saying anything about it, I guess. Or you can cut it out, I don't care. I guess what all I'll say is about the special part of the movie. <laughs> I wish they would've, they would've, I wish they would've focused on those kind of things instead that of them. super cool. And le, instead of them going into this video game world, why don't, they go into that where everything in the background looks realistic and you know I don't know I don't know what the answer is that was a cool part <laughs> uh, you know that was probably my favorite part yeah it just didn't I, I, this was such could have been a very timely movie all our debates about net neutrality and stuff and like and virtual versus real and it just was like wow here's a fun adventure and it didn't Kind of plumb the depth. Mr. Lowe's going to be very unhappy with the level of rush. <laughs> Another knock against it is how little <laughs> rush. But it definitely improved some of the characters, uh, especially the female characters. Had a lot more to do in this. Um, yeah, like I said, there's the parts that improved the book and parts that definitely didn't. So I did like the clever little uh, Clark Kent disguise. That was I like. Oh. <laughs> and. My other favorite little tidbit was It's f***ing Chucky! <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't terrible. It was, just, it was all about... It was popcorn. Uh, this will be probably my existential question of my life in this podcast. Of like... <laughs> crank it up. <laughs> this was a notice that was just too fun. Sorry. Uh... Uh, Don't do the I, I got an air drum, man. <laughs> Easy uh, meal. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> Existential yes, crisis, uh, you're on. That, okay, the villain in this movie is somebody corporate. 
He's going to corporatize this oasis and run a bunch of commercials and take away the purity of all our fandom of Back to the Future and Warner Brothers properties and Jurassic Park and Star Wars. Like, corporately owned characters that are run by giant corporations that we just love because they're corporations from when we were kids. Not corporations now who are evil. Mm. They're great corporations from when we were growing up. So it's it's that give and take between stuff we love and the ruthlessness and the, the people who own these characters don't love them like we do. They are turning a profit on them. It is cold hard facts, figures, and cash. And it's it's kind of hard to be a fan sometimes when you know that. That it's not everyone's in it for the love. And they are marketing to you. And just some people do it better, some people do it worse. And some people did it when you were a kid and you didn't know you were being marketed to. But they're still doing it. And it's hard to call one group evil and one group pure freedom fighters. Because they love the Iron Giant. Comments break your heart, kid. Alright. And Rush will free us all. <laughs> hey, uh. Good news is during this time I have finished shaking this page. Wow. Cool. No, you guys, uh, you were talking about Joust, and that reminded me of something. I said a quick. Centipede? <laughs> Galaga. Um. Just a quick gaming story I had. Challenge your imagination Sorry, to come alive. This was not a pre-approved segment. with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. <laughs> I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. I am fluid. My turn. Shall we play a game? I was like playing that bumper. Uh, no, I mentioned, uh, of course, that my wife and I, we, we went down to Florida for a uh, wedding for family members and went down to Walt, Walt Disney World for a few days. And then we got back on like a Friday evening. No, you went to Florida for Walt Disney and then went to a wedding first. <laughs> well, we went to the wedding first, yeah. Then we moseyed on down to Walt Disney World. But we um, we went down, saw some family, had a really nice visit, did a wedding. It was Disney-themed. You guys would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got back. My wife and I got back on a Friday evening, and uh, my parents had went down to the wedding, too. But they got home before we did. And then uh, Saturday morning, I actually early Saturday morning, I got a call that my grandmother was in the hospital. So we had to rush down to the hospital. And, you know, she was 90 years old um, and spent the next few days at the hospital. We've all dealt with loss here between the four of us and, and people we know and stuff like that. I don't want to get into any of that. But um, she passed away a few days later. And uh, all of our, most of our family that we had just visited and spent almost a week with um, had to come back up to Ohio uh, for the funeral and stuff. So we did all that. And then um, they were all leaving on a Sunday. Well, the funeral was on Friday uh, morning. So we ended up having, of course, you know how funerals go. You have all this food and stuff that people bring over, and it's really nice that people are willing to do that and all that fun stuff. Um, 
Well, Saturday evening, we were all just kind of like, well, let's try and get rid of the rest of the food. Like, let's, you know, we all went over to my parents' house, and uh, we were getting ready to go. My wife said, oh, I think we don't really have anything to do. We we've based, we virtually spent two weeks together and kind of caught up, more or less, what, you know, as best we could. And uh, she said, I'm going to take a deck of cards over so we have something to do. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. But I'm not much of a card player. So I had this... I must run in the family because I'm not even... Yeah, it's not my thing. But I had this uh, moment and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back in that closet in the back room and I'm going to dig out that old, my old Atari 2600 box. So I dig it out. I take it over to my parents and um, my son and uh, uh, my cousin's youngest son, he's 19. Um, I just kind of handed it to them. I said, here guys, I said, hook it up. And they, <laughs> they just kind of looked at me like, uh, what the hell is this? <laughs> like looking at the connector this thing and stuff. Says UAHF? You, exactly. <laughs> I still had the original, like, switch, yep. the game box on it, you know, where you, you hit the switch. What's so, channel three? <laughs> exactly. That was an issue. Um, but we got it hooked up to the, you know, the big 55 inch TV or whatever my parents have. And, uh, <laughs> bit graphics. yeah, and oh, every, you can see every pixel. <laughs> all, my parents are there. Um, my aunt's there. All, a bunch of my cousins come over and I was like, uh, we got it working before they all got there. And I was like texting them. I was like, Oh, get ready. It's like tonight's going to be fun. So immediately everybody is hyped up to play the, the Atari. And uh, I had about, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 games. And this thing hasn't been out of the closet for in years. And, uh, we, we started putting them in and just one by one. And, uh, man, I tell you, we had an absolutely fabulous fun night that night. And they all probably worked still too. They, they all worked, but I think one game we couldn't get to work. And we're talking, um, M- Mrs. Pac-Man, pole position, joust. We played a bit of joust. Do you guys remember Journey? The band mm-hmm. had a game. Mm-hmm. Escape. Yeah. Escape. Which I could, I didn't even remember. I'm, I remembered the game after we turned it on, but I didn't remember the objective or what was going on. My cousin, who's uh, a few years older than me, he's the oldest, and he was like immediately like, "Oh, here's what you do. You got to avoid the groupies. You got to the the <laughs> photographers are coming." And all, I'm telling you, the whole time we're laughing, having such a great time, um, just reminiscing and. It was just absolutely fabulous. If you have the opportunity and access to an Atari 2600, and I know the new one's coming out. It's called the VCA console. Looks very similar to the old 2600. Um, it's coming out soon. But if you have access to it and you can get your hands on some games, some Missile Command, some Space there Invaders, Missile Asteroids, all that, it, tons of fun. Just a great time. Uh, for such a cruddy situation for us. We have a 2600. Nick's got every system I think ever was. <laughs> yep. Well, my mother works in an elementary school, and they do teacher appreciation lunch every year about this time. And she's kind of in charge of the creative side of things, and they do a theme every year. So one year is a tailgate party, and everyone wears jerseys, and they have you know ballpark food. One year was medieval times. They all wore princess dresses and eight you know legs big chicken legs and stuff well this year it's the 80s theme so she has emptied our house of everything in our closets (laughs) 
all the old, you know, she had Cabbage Patch things, uh, He-Man toys, all our old action figures and video games and posters, anything that was left in our house from the 80s, which, let's be real, is a lot. <laughs> it's now going to be enjoyed by a bunch of uh, teachers and educators. Which Cabbage Patch doll did you have? I do not know. <laughs> I think it was one of the knockoffs. <laughs> yeah, when we get a birth when I was a kid, my, my grandma made it. Made everyone. You bought a head, but she sewed a body onto it. <laughs> she had a legal cabbage patch kid sweatshop right, going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we were. It's been over two hours. It's been. We had a lot to catch up on. There's, there's even more, but we can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. Oh, I got pages of notes still. Oh, my oh. God. Stay tuned. You got the rest of our lives. Go yeah, I think uh, what, next episode, I think we should probably catch up on some Riverdale, because we've let that slack a little That's bit. That's pretty true. True, true. Uh, do we have a title for this episode? Oh. Wasn't it the... Uh, I have... Now? I have... Yeah, go ahead. I've got Meet the Kryptons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, piping. Pesky Barnes Berm. And, of course, Schwanel. Yeah, I have Schwanel, Coco in your life, and Ruggles have ridges. <laughs> Schwanel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Schwanel. Not Rubblesar. <laughs> Whatever it is. Rugglesar. Rugglesar. <laughs> yeah. Schwanel, okay. Okay. Um, real quick, we always talk about leaving us iTunes reviews. Oh. So we have had a couple um, that we have neglected reading. So I'm going to take this opportunity, this extra catch-up ep- episode, um, to read a couple reviews. So we if have. You haven't rated us five stars on iTunes. This expect- does not apply to you until you go and do it. That's right. We only read five star reviews. So five stars from Mumphrey nine nine nine. I think we all know who that is. No spoilers. The crude KPP kicks butt weekly and fills your ear holes with words about movies, comics, games, Disney, and related culturally related subjects. Also, do not wear your dueling ogre shirt into <laughs> Asylum Comics, the place to get all your comic needs in Marietta, Ohio. Oh, double yeah. review. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he wore his dueling ogre shirt in one time, and I had to give him some grief. <laughs> <laughs> and five stars from Justin Lowe. Uh, outstanding is the title. It's a great thing to have real people who can talk about the world of pop culture. Give these guys a listen, and it's a labor of love. It is. Although he might knock a few stars off if we don't get him as a guest on here. I know. He's been uh, pressuring. Yeah. We purposely scheduled around, so when he comes <laughs> in town, we're not recording. <laughs> uh, that's a travesty. we got to figure it out. We can do it online, can't we? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get him on. We have that technology I'm now. not doing the shared headphone with the Jordan again, but <laughs> no, we'll, we, him, we'll figure something yeah. out. We got You've only got one ear under your headphone. I know. Well, yeah. How are you well, going to share it? That, that uh, sponsor gave us all this equipment. We ought to be able to get him on the damn right. show. And yeah, if you leave a review, we'll have you on the show too. Let's <laughs> know if this episode sounds any better. We got three out of four new mics. Yeah. We got some new headphones. We got this big board going. We ought to sound pretty good. Here, here, here Except for that. Yeah. <laughs> her, her, her dirt. <laughs> Guess which one of the four mics yeah. is still old. Why can't you just be a lemon and follow along right. with what we're doing? 
No answer. All right. Sign us off. off. <laughs> this is the only power. <laughs> he can hold us hostage all night. I know. I, love it. <laughs> I like how long we can drag this out. Um, what? The only thing I can say, guys, is I am the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I thought he was going somewhere else with that. Yeah. I'm Rubel Czar. I'm Sean L. Symbiote. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.